Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Angston. All right, welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I am your host, Tim Lyons, and I'm here with none other than the gladiator of grit, Randy Angston. How are you, buddy? Great movie, by the way. Yeah, Gladiator. That's one of those that, like, if it's on, you just have to finish it. Yep. Yep. Braveheart right there. All of them. <laughs> What's your favorite movie of all time? Ooh, it might be The Patriot. I'm a big American history buff. Yeah? Yeah, side note, like, geek. Okay. The Patriot. Um, yeah, I just love it. My favorite movie, if anybody wants to know, is The Program. Mm-hmm. The old college football movie from, like, the late, mid-90s. Spot at the table. Yeah, Latimer. I actually saw that movie in the movie theater before they cut that scene out. Remember that scene where all the kids were in the middle of the road and lined up on the line and all the traffic going back and forth? Because there's some kids that did went out and did that and killed themselves. Does it surprise you anymore? Are we, no. are we shocked by that? Tide pods? Tide pod challenges and stuff? Come on, man. No. Oh, man. They need uh, to listen to more stuff like this and less of things that, like Hollywood. Yeah. hey oh. All right, so today, guys, big episode. I want to talk to everybody about sales, sales, sales in your fitness business because without sales, you can't generate revenue. It's without, the lifeblood of any business. Yep, without revenue, there's no cash flow. Without cash flow, you can't pay bills. The doors are closed. So mm-hmm. kind of an important thing and not something that just comes naturally to trainers, gym owners, just out of the gate. And I've got some theories on this. Yeah? Yep. So. Why? Well, what about him? <laughs> it sounds no. like that's like a loaded question. No, I'm like, not going to talk about it. I feel like we're going to get it. No, we're just going to skip it. The thi- <laughs> my theory, and this is completely my theory. I don't think I've heard anybody else say this. Uh, it's just the mindset of a trainer, technician, dude, girl, and why they get into the business of fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally, it's usually the number one thing, especially when I'm interviewing new coaches to come on board with us. Why are you in this industry? I want to help change lives. I want to help people. And they use that word help and change and help, you know, like do good and all these things. And then on the flip side of that, they think sales is bad. And if I'm, if I'm taking money from this person across the table from me, I'm hurting that person. And it doesn't, it doesn't jive with their, whatever their subconscious and they can't get over the fact they have to make the sale in order to help somebody. So naturally, they've got this kind of conflict going on in their brain, subconscious. And on top of that, layer on another thing on top of that makes it even harder is nine times out of 10, a a personal trainer can't even afford their own services. If they were to be the client to purchase the services, thousands and thousands of dollars, they can't even afford it because trainers, let's be honest, they don't make a whole lot of money. It's just part of what the industry is about. I like to change that. It'd be great if all the trainers were making six six figures and more and loving life. But you know, there's not a whole lot of money in training right now. If we can change that, it'd be a nice movement. But they they don't have they have this unhealthy relationship with money, and it's hard for them to sell. 
absolutely and it come it belief systems i mean like you said right it's the subconscious it's all these things that are working without them actually thinking about it a lot of trainers a lot in the fitness industry develop into different roles from being that on the floor trainer themselves a lot of the business owners we work with are still to this day personal trainers as well yep so they're first and foremost like you said their first belief is they're there for their purpose their passion mm-hmm. and that's to help others hands down the best book I've ever read to address this would be The Science of Getting Rich, first and foremost. Okay. Um, the stigma of money being a bad thing. Yeah. And helping break that belief system. At the end of the day, guys, money is a tool. That's it. That's it. It's an exchange of value. Somebody's giving you something in exchange for something that they need. In this situation, it's training. It's results. Mm-hmm. They're paying an expert to deliver the results. Now, to take that one step further, the accountability that comes with that if it was free, the information's everywhere. Yes. Our clients don't need to know how to go do a deadlift every day. Like that information's there. Mm-hmm. What they need is they need a trainer that's going to hold them accountable to yep. show up for their workouts. That's really the work. what they're buying. A lot of, yeah, the majority of that is accountability. Yep. Yep. And being able to trust that coach is going to not hurt them and, and have a program that's going to get them results over time, push them in the weight room harder than they can push themselves. These are all great things that what people are buying, but they're really buying a result. They're in bad condition, pain, out of shape, that self-conscious or about themselves or, you know, they want to change that. Mm-hmm. And what's that worth? Like even when you get into the health risks and all these things like diabetes and pre-diabetic and high blood pressure, heart disease, all these things are related to being overweight. And you, you get somebody that comes in and they just, you know, saw their, one of their parents, you know, suffer and, and die at an early age. And they don't want that because they've got kids and they know how that feels. Well, that, that person's pain is really high. That, I mean, that's worth a lot to them, right, to, to change this lifestyle. And that's worth money. Absolutely. And they will pay good money to get that problem away from them, right, mm-hmm. to solve that problem. So really sales, more or less, you said money is an exchange of value. If they value what you're offering, they'll give you money it's for it. It's a natural it. progression, right? Like it's, it, We do it all of the time in other ways that aren't monetary. Every time we do a trade or a barter, we help somebody else. I mean, there's, there's always some sort of exchange. Yeah. Whether, it, whether it's you feeling good. There is a natural, it's a scientific proof that when you do something for somebody else, you actually have a better emotional response than when you receive a gift. Interesting. So It actually physically impacts our body in a better state okay. by giving than it is to receive. Well, then let's talk about that because as the trainer, if you're giving somebody something for free, it makes them feel good. That's going to hurt them on sales. I understand that. But at this, at the other end of the spectrum too, people don't value things that are free. The same that they do when there is a monetary yes. you know, yep. number around it. Yep. When it comes to trials. Trial, l- l- trials. Yep. Quality, quality of lead. If we're going to get into sales aspect, right? Yep. Why don't you break down kind of the difference of the individual that walks in your facility from a free trial mm-hmm. versus a paid trial. Okay. Well, I can give you some sh- strict numbers. So what what you're talking about here is, uh, you know, you're running an offer, maybe Facebook, maybe somewhere else, an email for something for free, like come in for a free seven day pass, right? Whatever. Somebody downloads that or comes in, there's zero skin in the game. Mm-hmm. If there doesn't, they, if they don't show up, you know, there's no loss. No loss. Right? Yep. 
And then versus somebody that makes a purchase, even if it's a hundred bucks or 80 bucks to come in for 14 days or seven days or 30 days or whatever it is, that person, the buyer, the client is much more likely to show up, pay attention because yes, there's exchange of value. There's they an, there's an investment it. on the line. They've put their own yep. value. And we can talk about the higher amount they pay, the more. I say invested. constantly, I say yep. some of the, the, the easiest clients to work with and those that stick around the longest are typically those that are willing to, sp- to spend the most. Yep. And they're going to show up because if yep. they don't, they know that that loss yep. of that session or that time stings. Yep. I'll give you some data from here, from this gym. In fact, I could, we, did our, we did some uh, analytics on their clientele, you know, ages, how much they're paying, how long they're staying. And it was really pretty much cut right down the middle. The, the clients that paid $199 and less would stay on average about 9.8 months, okay? Just under a year. That's not good. Mm-hmm. The clients that paid $399 or more were staying with us for 36 months. What's the difference? Well, there's a couple things that you can talk about. Number one is the service they're buying is much more hands-on at the higher levels, right? Sure. And that's what our value ladder is. We can talk about that in another episode. But they're paying more. It's worth more to them. Okay. Now, tip. Now, on average, the clients that were paying more were older. Now, there's something yeah, to be more- said about the older your clients are, the less likely they are to maybe move for a job or, I mean, there's pretty much settled in where they're going to live. Rooted. Little rooted in the area. The clients that were paying one ninety nine or less were were thirty one years old and under. Again, a little bit more nomadic. They they get a job offer, they move to Washington or Texas or something like that, or they get married, renting a home. Right, yeah, they move even within the area. Yeah, so all those things at the younger ages, you know, they 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 move around, so they didn't stay as long. So the clients that were paying three ninety nine or more, they've been here, you know, three plus years, right? And they're, and they're continuing to stay, and they pay longer. So we made a decision about a year and a half ago to just kind of shift our fo- focus and not push the younger, lower price point team training boot camp style training uh, in our marketing. We went more of the semi private training, higher price points, a little bit older demographic, because th- those are the ones that are staying and paying, right? And they value it. Absolutely, they value it. So. And the reason Tim's mentioning these numbers and why it's important to your business, we continually bring up your average lifetime value of a client. Mm-hmm. That number is one of the most crucial numbers, I think, in any of any KPI, I mean, any key performance indicator you could pull from a business. Mm-hmm. How long are the people staying with you and what are they spending each month? I know we did an episode about raising, you know, how to become more profitable. And we looked at different areas. This number is the number we use set our standards yep. and shift focus. Like you said, can we absolutely make the same amount of money with that given that 30 and under demographic? Sure. Mm-hmm. How much harder do you have to work? How many more clients do you need yep. to go do that same dollar amount over what? 36, the, 36 months, months, 36 months. 30, so that's a long time for somebody to stay in a business. Yeah. yeah. As a, you know, service-based business. Yeah. So what is that math? Uh, 400 or yeah, 399 times 36. Well, 399 times or 400 times 30 is 12,000 plus another six times 24. So, so 14,000 14, per yeah. client. Yeah. Per client. Per client, yeah. guys. Yeah. It's, this is what it goes back to per client. Yeah. Would I spend five grand to acquire that client? Sure. It might take me a while to make it back, but if I know they're staying 36 months, great. Attention gym owners, are you ready to take your business to the next level? 
Join our exclusive Facebook group, Profit Accelerator, and unlock the potential to scale your gym to $30,000 a month and beyond. In the Profit Accelerator group, we're going to focus solely on helping gym owners just like you win. We offer regular training sessions and share our best proven strategies to boost your business. Join us now by searching for Profit Accelerator on Facebook. Be part of a community that's all about success and growth, the Profit Accelerator, where gym owners thrive. All right, now let's get back to the show. So going back to sales for for a second here, you know, my sales approach here in the way that I've, you know, and I've, I used to do all the sales here. You remember? Oh yeah. Back when we first opened, I would do every sale and I, I hated sales back then. I, you know, it was, it was tough trying to sell myself, sell my business and all these things. When you're early on, that's just kind of the things that go through your head as a trainer dude, you know, in the gym is easy for me. So it was like, well, this isn't really that valuable. I mean, I can go, anybody can come in here and do whatever, you know, get in great shape because I was in great shape and it was easy because I come from athletics, but I didn't put myself in their shoes. Their shoes. Sure. And the way I got over that was basically putting myself in their shoes, understanding what, maybe if that was my mom on the other side or my dad trying to get in shape, how hard it is. For, and I see them every day. Like it's hard for them to do that. Mm-hmm. It's worth money. And a lot of, there's a lot of sales techniques out there. I mean, there's that, everybody thinks of a sales guy as that cheesy car salesman guy coming out with a Hawaiian shirt, like, hey, let's get- Put the coffee down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sales doesn't have to be cheesy. In fact, the, the more genuine that I was and I am, the better our sales became. And it's because I just cared about that person. I had a conversation with that person and I- saw their problems. And I, w- without a shadow of a doubt, I knew that our programs are going to solve their problem. It gave me a lot of confidence and it wasn't, it didn't come sales anymore. Sure. And then I also took it from like, look guys, I'm not here to screw anybody over. We're a small business. You know, one bad review is, is going to hurt us. I'm not here to screw anybody over. I built that huge trust up with that client and they signed every single time, especially when I was the owner yeah. I'm the owner. Look, I'm not here to screw anybody over because they're always concerned about, I don't want to sign this contract and all these things. And like, I just got that off the table. Like, hey, we're a small business. We're not here to screw anybody over. Look at our reviews. I think there's you know? a stigma around sales and going into a sales consultation where people think that the information you have, you need to only provide what that client needs to hear. And the rest is kind of a secret, right? Like it's, it's you're almost tricking them into signing on the line. Oh yeah. And it's, do whatever it takes to get that signature when when you're authentic, when you're transparent, when you get literally throw everything out there and we have nothing to hide. Yeah. We're, we're looking to grow our family here. You're going to be spending every single day here, mm-hmm. you know, an hour of your day or, you know, a couple of days a week at least. Yeah. That, that you're building a relationship. You're establishing a relationship that can never happen. It should never happen from a place of leverage. You yeah. know, so you can't, about, you can't yeah, trick that, somebody into joining your business and then have to go face them every single day and wonder, why is this person not happy? Yeah. Because well, you didn't, you're not fulfilling a service that they actually need it. Let's talk about that because this is, this is a big, you know, sales technique is something called NLP, mm-hmm. which is, uh, correct me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong, neuro, neuro linguistic programming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> neuro linguistic. Yeah. yeah. Neuro linguistic programming, whatever. What it is, is it's positioning. And doing things during the consultation to get somebody to take action, maybe against their will, like but subconsciously they're they're taking action, You're almost coercing somebody into making a purchase. So speaking, let, it's essentially speaking without language, right? There's a, there's an actual percentage 
and it's like down to seven percent. I speak about it in our coaching programs, actually. Yeah, down to I think it says I think it was seven percent was the the hard number of actual verbal communication. That's all we use when it comes to decision making. Okay, so it's body language. So I'll give you a great example. I, I I know that in the sales presentation, a lot of times you have a piece of paper out in front of you with the pricing on it. NLP uses things like circling the number and nodding your head and tapping the mm-hmm. pen on the piece of paper to get somebody to make a decision and you know You're getting them to agree with you through ways that they don't that stuff it. works i'm just i've never subscribed to it and i'll probably get some backlash like oh, nlp is the best thing in all time you make a bunch of money but i don't feel like that's the best way to start off a relationship with somebody i think it can be if it's in alignment with your reason for doing so and that's that's the the you could be you could have the greatest intentions in the world and execute horrible Mm-hmm. and things fall in your favor. You can not have the greatest of intentions, go be an ex- excellent executor, executor yeah. and then you can end up you know, hooking somebody into your business as well. There has to be, sales always gonna, is going to have some stigma for most people. Yep. But understanding that you're there to genuinely provide a service that is helping the individual. Guys, we're not selling crack on a corner. Yeah. We're selling health and wellness. Yeah. This is a good thing. So getting past that, belief, the internal belief, and then being able to, if, if that is a, a tactic or a strategy that, that makes that salesperson more comfortable to, to execute yep. their real passion and belief, I've said it before and I'll continue to say it, when you believe in the product that you're selling, it is your moral obligation to do so. And it comes back, like I look at it the same way that I look at a good movie or a book. Yeah, you're recommending I'm, it. Exactly. I mean, it, all a sales conversation is, is a recommendation. Hey, this is something that you've shown me you need. I want to provide you with a solution to it. Yep. Now, in order to access that, we need to exchange value. Yep. Hey, 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 Tim Lyons here. Look, I know running a gym day in and day out can be a challenge. It's often hectic and stressful, but remember, you are not alone. And if you ever feel weighed down by the pressure and you're searching for a lifeline, we've got just the thing. I would love to invite you to our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Listen, it's designed to give you tangible results. It transforms your struggle into sustainable growth, and it is a game changer for so many gym owners out there. Again, that's winninggym.com slash grow. Check it out, and let's turn those day-to-day challenges into triumphs. All right, now let's get back to the show. Money for, right, money for the service. When you're so confident in your product, gosh, guys, it makes it so easy to sell. If you are so confident to that other person, like, hey, you know, I've got all these issues. I'm like, I've seen this before. We've seen it before. Yep. We, you know, here's X, Y, and Z people that have the same condition or hip replacement, knee replacement, or whatever. They just did this in the last year. Like this, I know this is going to help you. You know, and then they see that too. It's just like the confidence goes up. Absolutely. They, you know, you build the trust. And you're, you're, it's you're literally providing the solution to their problem. Yep. That's, that's all it, it is. That's, that's all it. sales is. And people have they've built this up. They, they, they artificially create this, this resistance towards it because they truly feel like they're doing a disservice to their client. Yeah, taking money. Taking money. Yep. So uh, something else, you know, we talked about the, the exchange, the higher the value, the higher the price point, the more people value it. You guys, stop selling your services for so cheap. Like nobody should be like 80 bucks a month or 90 bucks a month or under. Like even if it's group style training, you're still providing a great value. You should be... 100, 150, 100, 200 bucks, 199, 179. 
you know, people will pay it. People will pay a lot of times people lower their prices because they don't feel confident in your product. That's exactly, I, I have this conversation with our coaching clients consistently. Yep. First of all, every one of our, our coaching clients for sure are products of their product. Yep. And that, so your belief system shouldn't, you can't get any higher. If you walk around and you look the part, you know, nobody really trusts a skinny chef. Right. If you don't fit the role as a personal trainer, just get your shit together. Yeah. Like at some point, you, it's it, you have to fit the role of the position that you're in. Yep. And so when you are, when you walk around and you operate and you are a perfect reflection of your business, your clients are going to feel the same way. Like you're, you're literally just offering something that you believe so much in. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Everybody's seen the Instagram phenomenon of the fitness. Everybody's, you know, XYZ dash fit. Dash fit. Yeah. Everybody's fit. a fit. Everybody's a fitness trainer on Instagram, and most of those times it's because their bodies, they look amazing, right? They got abs or the big booty for the women or whatever. And we know that mm -hmm. they're probably not the best coaches. Mm -hmm. In fact, most likely they're not a great coach at all, or if they even coach at all, or they're selling somebody else's somebody program. else's programming, sure. Why are they making so much money? Because they look the part. Yeah. So it's they're they're... they're the best marketers. Absolutely. And marketing for them is what they look like. And I think it should be the same for you. Now, I've had this happen where, you know, I'm 260 or whatever. I'm sitting on the other side of a humble brag, humble brag. Yeah. <laughs> sitting on the other side of the table from a, you know, housewife and they're like, oh, I don't want to look like you. Like, well, first of all, yeah, it's good luck. <laughs> it's not going to just happen overnight. Like, I'll see that coming a mile away. It'll never happen. So, you know, it's okay to be, you just, you don't have to be gigantic or shredded, or I think you just need to fit the part, live healthy lifestyle. And a lot of times being too in shape in person, a lot of times might scare. I can be the first to vouch that I've heard pe your people's opinions of you coming out of the, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, uh, you know, so he's a big guy. Yeah. And whatever, uh, you know, I'm not going to change for that, but I'm just saying, um, you got to look, look the part. You got to be a great marketer. A lot of times the best trainers are not the best marketers and people that are not as good as a coach as somebody are making a lot more money just because they're they're marketing and selling better and we see it we the instagram is a perfect example of where you see this the most i yeah. would say that the majority constantly people are being thrown under the bus or, or being exposed for fraudulent you know meal plans or fraudulent workout programs they're using other people's materials things like that so you from a consumer side obviously there's some due diligence that has to go into anything, but being in the fitness industry ourselves, we need to hold ourselves to a standard. Mm -hmm. And our buddy Frank, when he was in town for you guys, uh, STS, yeah. we were getting some quotes from some of our current clients at the time. And Frank, to this day, I'll always remember it because if, if, if for those of you who know Frank, you'll understand completely. Frank is a character. Yep. He is a He's you, like an animated cartoon. He is. He's like a like, like a, a real car life cartoon. cartoon. Yeah. Like it's a uh, Roger Rabbit, <laughs> but he's just he's his own character. Yeah, very cool. But he's so good at branding. He's so good at marketing, and he backs it up with his his workouts and his facility. Yep. But he made a great point. We were talking about the level of education and what it takes to be a great trainer, and he said you could be the greatest trainer available. You could have knowledge that nobody else in the world can touch. Mm -hmm. But if you can't get somebody into your facility and have them sign up to be training with you, you're no more valuable than the guy who started yesterday. Yeah, that's a great point. And it, it comes down back to the exchange of money. 
you need to be comfortable providing a service. The more money as a business, the more lives you can, the more profit you can make, the more potential you have for changing lives. And this is something that I continually work with our coaching clients about. If your stigma is around taking somebody's money, then you're limiting the amount of people you can serve. Yeah. Money is a tool. Change your mindset on that. Money is a tool. Utilize that tool to go serve more people. And yeah. you'll, you'll never continue, to, you'll never stop growing. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, we've got a coaching, uh, I'm sorry, we've got a sales coaching program that is a four week program that we actually offer for gym owners that need help with sales. They don't, they're not tracking their numbers, how to, what the scripts look like, what to say, how to position, uh, you know, it ties into our marketing. One of the biggest things that we found was, Hey, we're doing these great marketing for people, but they couldn't convert anybody. And it's like, well, Let's help solve that problem. So here, here we are, an exchange of value. Like we solving somebody's problem, we created the, the sales program because we do pretty dang well in sales uh, at all levels. I mean, we've sold over, you know, six, seven million dollars in personal training at this facility alone. I mean, plus our profit plus, stuff. Yeah. Like we've we've done plenty of sales. We created a four week sales uh, coaching program. Uh, with with one of our sales coaches, which is Kelly. She's not in here right now, but uh, if that's something you guys are interested in, you want to have a system around sales so you know exactly what you should be converting, how to track your numbers, all that fun stuff that goes into to sales and how to sell and how to sell ethically. Effectively, ethically, yep. the same data. Yeah, set up a call. I mean, that's that's the first point, first starting point is just set up a call, pfmarketingsolutions.com slash call. You could also pick up the book, timlinesbook.com. But guys, learn how to sell. It's the only way you're going to stay in business over the long term, you know, and learn, obviously, we're going to talk a, a lot more about sales and marketing in this podcast and the future podcasts. It's that important. So sales, 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 guys. Until next time, we will see you on the next show. Bye. Enjoy. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Built to Grow podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, I'd love it if you do me a quick favor and rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. See, this lets the platform know that I'm doing something right and people like the content. It would be a huge, huge help and I would be very grateful. Until next time, keep building something great. We'll see you on the next show.